0: Welcome to a new episode of Pat's Chat. Today, I'm very happy to have Image and Perception Coach Ranuka Singham with me. Hi, good morning, Ranuka. How are you doing today?
1: Good morning. I'm doing well. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, very happy you're on the show. Thank you so much for your your time. Um, when I was like looking up uh, like your backgrounds, I mean, mm. I came across your name, Ranuka Singham. Uh, Indian related last name, but then you speak uh, Chinese and Hokkien. Uh, let yeah. us know a little bit more about your background, your roots, and okay. also your name, please. All
1: right. <laughs> okay. Um, so, my name, Renuka Singham, is um, a very typical Salonist name. So, my dad uh, originates from Sri Lanka, um, and my mom's Chinese. So, I'm biracial. Um, Hence why, you know, it's always the case where I look, um, I think some people say I look mega Chinese, but my name is just as typical as it is, you know, right? So, um, Singam means lion and that's my family surname. Yeah, and Renuka, I don't know, someone told me that it it means goddess of earth. I'm not sure, but yeah, like I was sharing with you in the (laughs) earlier part, like um, my name has been butchered like many, many times in various ways throughout <laughs> my years growing up yeah and um i'm on a mission to like get everyone to like pronounce it right and you're you're doing it well though patrick yeah, yeah, thanks
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks thanks for your help yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean that, that's basically why I, I mean i saw the first name and i look it up but it was only with one k so that was a bit special oh, and yeah, i feel yeah. like oh yeah maybe it's uh yeah
1: because i think um my my grandparents, you know, they believe a lot in astrology. So you know, mm-hmm. when I was born, um, according to the time and stuff like that, this was the perfect spelling of my name. That that was how it happened.
0: Okay, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so Malaysian, but with uh, Sri Lankan roots. That's a uh, uh, very yeah, interesting. Sri Lankan
1: and Chinese. Yeah, okay. but um, yeah, but but I am a Chinese at, so which is why I speak Mandarin and not Tamil.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, I saw you were uh, um you have a bachelor's degree in optometry, like yeah. that has to do something with eyes. I know that. How does yeah. uh, how how did you get motivated to learn that? What what was oh, the idea um, of that?
1: I think. Um, I think in the beginning, I I already knew that that wasn't the path for me. However, you know, going up in a very Asian family, it's always that fact, you know, like if you have good grades, you should go for something um, health science related, whether it's a medical doctor or, you know, anything within health science faculties. So that was the direction that my parents kind of like paved for me. Like I didn't really have much choice in it. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, I think in the first year of the degree itself, I already knew that I wasn't a big fan of it, but I I just powered through mm, and see how it it could take me. Okay,
0: so it was not your target to become an eye doctor or something like that?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not that I'm
0: not that talented in that aspect. <laughs> so. But still, yeah. still after your studies, you, you joined uh, medical or pharmaceutical companies. Um, yeah. I, I saw you work with uh, j j with Alcon, Icon. Um, yeah. You still were in this area, right? Was that just the yeah. nearest by thing? Or what, what was your interest in, in joining these companies?
1: Oh, okay. So the usual path after you've done optometry is to practice. Um, and I knew uh, then, then maybe in my third year, uh, I guess even my lecturers told me that they said like, you know, your strength is you could talk your way out of things, but I don't think you're that talented in, you know, doing the eye refractions and stuff. It was really painful to hear, but now looking back, I think they're really, they were just honest and, and it helped me. So when I graduated, um, the first thing I thought is I didn't want to practice, but I still wanted to do something related to the, uh, the industry. So I went into Johnson & Johnson Vision Care, which is the department that handles contact lenses. Mm-hmm. So I started okay. my career from there. Yeah. yeah, but predominantly I did a lot of training. So that gave me a lot of uh, practice in like, public speaking, you know, mm-hmm. um, things like that.
0: Okay, so so you started like more in the training departments already, less in the um, uh, medical the, the devices side. or yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. Exactly. Alcon is also about the uh, lenses, right? And uh, correct, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's uh, contact lenses, and they have also uh, eye drops. So Mm -hmm. that's really something that's very popular, sustained eyedrops. So um, that was like the division that I was under, uh, taking care of the technical aspects of the products, training people on that, troubleshooting. So still very people-centric, but very, Mm -hmm. you know, the the topics that I talk about are very dry in that sense. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I I hope my ex-colleagues are not listening to this. (laughs) It would be really bad.
0: I think it's okay, yeah. right? It's your it's your past. Um, yeah. I, I found it funny because in one podcast you you clearly said that one of the company you joined was the wrong company. Well, it was a wrong company to be precise. It was a wrong company uh, for the job, but it was the right one because you uh, met your uh, future husband in that company. Yes. So it was still exactly. so it was still worth it to join, but what was the reason? Why? Why do you thought that was the wrong company?
1: Um, I think it was a mismanage of expectations. Uh, when I joined in, it was a startup, uh, the company I joined, and uh, they were trying to kind of digitalize the optical industry. So I mean, conceptually, it felt like it was really something interesting, and I wanted to be part of that. Um, but when when I went in, I realized that my job scope was still very much offline. So I decided, you know, um, in that case, perhaps I wanted to go for something that had better job prospects um, for my future. And coincidentally, elcon uh, offered me in the first month that I was in that company. So that's why, um, you know, it was, a, it was a no-brainer. I joined elcon But uh, I think when I was in that company, I told my future husband, um, I said, you know, I have this policy of not dating my colleagues. So that's that, you know. And the minute he heard from HR that I tendered my resignation, he went like, okay.
0: So we're not colleagues now, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good. He he grabbed the opportunity. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Interesting. In Alcon, you you had the role of a affairs manager. Um. Yeah. What, but you're still related to training at that time. Or what? What is it exactly that a first manager does? Can you? All right. Um. So it's basically professional
1: affairs. Uh. Does a lot on. Um, two aspects one is you know training the the end of uh, the trade that means the eye care practitioners on the products and the second uh, function is also to manage our kols so um key opinion leaders that uh, would be promoting our products that's also part of my portfolio in that matter so it's it's kind of like um if you may is pr and training yeah that's what i do in uh, in elcon mm-hmm. for four years
0: Okay, uh, and you yeah. mentioned once that the, the challenge was basically you were you were young, you were like the newbie, right? And you had to teach yeah. like very experienced uh, older people also. Um, yeah. How did you work with that challenge? I mean, how did you like improve or overcome like the this challenge?
1: Well, I think. Because of that kind of environment that I was in, um, it kind it, it, I, I had no choice but to really be the subject matter expert of the product. So like example, you know, before we do a training, um, when a new product is launched, we were always given a brief to read through before we do the training. But in my case, because I was um, at that point very young compared to the audience that I was teaching, I had to really research even more so that um, they would uh, not be able to question me in things that I would not have any idea on, yeah, because I realize sometimes you know audiences they ask questions not particularly because they want to know the answers, but maybe how you answer it, right?
0: <laughs> to to challenge <laughs> you on that, right? To see if yeah. you know your stuff.
1: <laughs> exactly. So mean, <laughs> but yeah. <that's> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: kind of mean, right? But okay, they yeah. have to they have to try it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a test. Interesting. So, so um, you were more than uh, what was that like eight years, nine years in uh, in corporate environments? Uh, well, including yeah. the the startup, I would say. But then you decided yeah. to launch your own company, um, Image Revamp Consultancy, right? That's the correct yeah. name. What That's right. what what were the triggers for that? Like, what what was the moment um, that you said, like, oh, I want to, I do, I want to do this stuff on my on my own. It's better than yeah. like being hired,
1: right? Um, I think it was a push factor more than a pull factor. Um, I think at that point when I was in corporate, I spent nine years in corporate, right? And I realized that you know, if I was not happy at the position I was in. And if I go to a different position, it's kind of like a same place, different vibes, you know. It's, it's about the same thing, right? And I, and then, and I took a th- some time to reflect, do I really like what I do, you know? And I, and I knew immediately the answer was not so much. Um, the perks were great. I think I was quite well paid uh, for my age at that point. But uh, I realized very quickly that, you know, if I continued on this way, um, my mental health would be greatly affected because I go to work every morning. You know, in the morning when I wake up, I dread going to work, you know. Um, and then I started looking back into, like, you know, my, my passion in the past when I was younger, what were some things that I really liked doing. And I think I was a, a, a child who was very creative. You know, I dance, I, I play the piano, I teach piano. Um,
0: wow, okay. I love,
1: yeah, So I, and I love transforming people it's not so much like I love shopping but I love helping people look good you know that was just the gist of like my childhood you know so I I started researching a little bit about this and, and and I found this course online you know I was like oh wow there's something like called an image consultant so I was like okay you know what I think I can do it so let me just do this as a hobby you know let me just go for the course and see how it takes me and um, yeah, and then I slowly t- took uh, took after I took the course, I, I did a few public programs just for fun, you know, in the weekends. I rented a small place, you know. In fact, the first venue I did it was my my brother's empty apartment, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I just put the chairs in there, and I got got like uh, I think half of the people in there were my friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I so that's how it test started. Test objects, huh? I know. I mean, like, <laughs> and and, and at this, right, Patrick. They paid for it. They paid to come for it. Oh,
0: okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, that's great. So it
1: was, yeah, I mean, ama- amazing friends I get, right? So um, <laughs> I, I, it, it really started from there. Uh, and then I realized as I went along, um, image as it is, is great. But I think what I was feeling that I was more passionate about was image from a corporate perspective, you know, how do you help employees to kind of hone their skills that way and so that's my direction right now and um, yeah that's how that's how I, I
0: ended up here interesting yeah, yeah. you, you answered quite yeah. a lot of questions already like how oh. you started who were your first <laughs> people that's awesome I, I really love that uh, yeah. love that story so um, <clears throat> basically you it, it was your hobby right and you figured out that's yeah. what you like to do that's what you're passionate about and um, eventually found like um, okay this is the way to go Away yeah. <laughs> from the eye <I> care stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a very big change. I think um, when I left my job, I, I guess um, easily 90, 95% of people told me no. Mm. Like uh, they say that, you know, I think it's a very stupid thing that you're doing, you know, like yeah. throwing that all away.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: if you come back again into this industry, you're starting back again from scratch. You know, are you willing mm-hmm. to um, take that risk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But-
0: Obviously, the it was worth the risk, right? You yeah. you're doing well. And uh, I assume yeah. um, when you when you say image coach first, I think most of the people would also think about like uh, how you dress, right? And how you, uh, well, it's a part of the appearance. Um, yeah. um, I uh, heard in one of uh, the talks that you gave that basically your approach is more the ABC, the appearance, behavior and communication, which, which all flow... Yeah together in the end to to build your own image, right? Um, yeah. But can you let us know a little bit more ABC, like this idea behind it, how you came up with that and um, like how yeah. it's really related to each other.
1: OK, so uh, first of all, just to share, uh, I didn't come up with ABC. I think it has been there all the while. But I suppose um, in the industry, when it comes to image consultants, a lot of them are probably more well known on the A part. So they do a lot of their work uh, with the aspect of appearance, helping people with makeovers and whatnot. For me, I feel that, you know, um, as times are, you know, and these times and stuff like that, you know, people are more woke, right? They, they, A lot of people would challenge me and say things like, you know, how you look doesn't matter, what's your substance is most important and stuff like that. Um, and they f- But they fail to realize that, you know, when people first meet you, that's the subconscious judgment that people have of you, which is why appearance is still important why Mm -hmm. I decided to also focus a lot on behavioral and communication skill sets is because um, I believe very strongly in consistency. And if you're only kind of like making sure that you look the part, but you're not, you're ignoring the other aspects of your image, um, it's not going to gel well. And in fact, it'll be even more detrimental to your personal brand. So that's Mm -hmm. why I decided that, you know what, when I talk to people or uh, organizations about image, I want to take care of all these three aspects. So, um, in fact, this year I got myself certified as a behavioral consultant to just make it even more stronger in terms of, in terms of like, you know, talking about that aspect of things. Mm. So, yeah, that, that's the basis of why I find it very important.
0: Yeah. And I think it yeah. makes a lot of sense. I mean, you just said mm. if you come well dressed, but your behavior is a different one, right? Um, yeah. that, that gives a kind of a weird image, also, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, exactly. And um, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, during this time in pandemics and stuff like that, um, your video presence, like how you look in a video call, is your is image by itself already, you know, because that's the first time people see you sometimes. And yeah. that that itself is, uh, it will carry a lot of weight. So it's not, because I think why I have to say that is that I get a lot of, uh, you, you'll be surprised, Patrick, I get a lot of um, interesting me- uh, personal messages after I post a content. <laughs> I have a lot of these, uh, you know, keyboard warriors telling me lots of stuff. I, I, I'm not faced by it, but um, the reality is that people will tell me, you know, right now, nobody sees each other physically. So what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it's replaced with video, right?
0: True. Yeah. I mean, you, you can still see it in the video, right? But um, <laughs> well, 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 can you share some uh, one or two examples of what you just were referring to? What, what were the messages you're you getting?
1: Oh, so um, example when I say you know the importance of presenting yourself right in terms of image, right, um, is so important, especially when people meet you for the first time or when you're you know in your day to day working in an organization, and um, I would get people texting me saying that hey, um, no, we're not meeting each other physically anyway, so what's the point, right? Like, um, well, I don't I, think this I is
0: relevant. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So um, then I would always, um, you know, share my thoughts on this and I would say, Hey, yeah, I, I get it. Right. I'm not seeing anyone physically that much either. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm seeing people every day uh, in, a, in a day average, I have like five calls virtually.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: that's yeah. that's also like that that is also something that you need to be mindful of in terms yeah, of
0: your yeah. image. Yeah. I mean basically it's quite simple the the answer is you you should dress like as you will go to office, right? I mean you Very have your true. you have your calls anyway, right? So yeah, yeah, at least the appearance should be the same as uh, well, when you will go to office. Exactly. Exactly yeah. so yeah okay interesting how how many times are you confronted uh with the question uh <laughs> what can i improve in my appearance just like people that you meet first time and then i think like oh, oh, oh you're an image coach so can i just get like a free quick consultancy
1: oh, i'm not asking yeah. you
0: i'm not i'm just asking you how many times you get that
1: <laughs> my goodness i think on an average uh 80 to 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's months, either right? that. Or um, sometimes I think um, in any kind of social settings, if I meet new people um, and if I tell them that this is what I do for a living, then everyone gets very uncomfortably like proper. Like, (laughs) oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, And like some people even try to explain themselves, like, you know, no, today I didn't know I was meeting you. Anyways, uh, I came from home, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was, I would be like, yeah, okay, you know, just chill. For me, it's (laughs) like, if you, yeah. If you didn't ask me, I wouldn't tell you. You know what I mean? So, it's yeah. like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I, I was not especially careful uh, today. Usually, I wear uh, <laughs> shirts. <laughs> and you you shirts, know
1: what, Patrick? But- I want to say, I feel that for your industry, like based on what you share with me, I think this look is okay, you know? It's a very startup vibes.
0: now you're still now you still giving me feedback i appreciate that (laughs) thank you so much but maybe that is maybe that is a is a good question i mean i i had this discussion Mm -hmm. in the past often right and like what you just mentioned is like okay you want to uh represent a certain image right of uh of yourself and like the the first time you see someone is like this uh first um, image that that someone gets from you, right? And uh, right. but I mean, if you let's say, OK, I'm in IT, I'm in a startups, right? This The clothing yeah. is already different. It's a different image than you have, like a banker yeah. that goes with a uh, full suit with the tie, even, yeah. you know, something. Yeah. By the way, is tie still is that something that is still <laughs> popular, needed uh, a must or or did that change over the past years?
1: Um, I don't see it as an absolute necess- a necessity right now. Um, so even when I kind of advise my personal clients on this, like, um, you know, a tie is uh, it's not something that's really required at this moment, even if it's business. Yeah. My take, uh, that's just my take, eh?
0: not needed. Huh? <laughs> okay. Um, the, the question, basically, I, I wanted to ask it, I just pop in my mind. <laughs> Get rid of it. Um, well, the question, of course, I have, or I hear sometimes like, okay, I know I go to networking events, it's business, like I should go with uh, a business shirt and, uh, and uh, the, um, uh, the suit, the right? jacket and
1: all yeah. that. Yeah.
0: But am I with that not like changing like who I'm, who I really am right because like Mm. if I have to do it and I do it also I I have to admit Mm. it right because it is just like as you said you you have to kind of do it um, to Mm. get into this circle to get the networking going that people take you serious also right Mm. Um, but aren't you changing like your or falsifying your personality with that uh, by doing something that you don't really like to do but just have to do it
1: right i think uh, that that's actually a very good question and i think this is also a question that many people have in their minds whenever they come across you know the need of one uh, having to focus on their image i think the first thing i always do when i get clients asking me this is to get them to reflect right exactly what kind of perception you want people to have of you and how you can translate it into your clothing so example right if you say like it's a networking meeting and the dress code is formal um, there's also means and ways to make that formal attire still be you. Like an example, maybe um, a startup um, uh, owner could come in with like a nice white t-shirt inside and a, and a blazer. That's also something that looks formal. But yet when you see someone like that, you know that this person is probably not in a very conservative industry. So there's, there's still ways and means to go about it. But I think um, a lot of people are very hard on the fact that I, I don't want to lose the sense of individualism. Hence, I still want to stick to whatever that, you know, I like, right? But you have to understand, especially if you're business owners, that your audiences matter as well. So, like, understanding what your audiences essentially, if not uh, bluntly speaking, like to see is also important to factor in. So, like, having that mix is very important. Because I, I, I suppose what I see with a lot of, younger generation is you know that sense of individualism like you know i'll I'll dress whatever i feel like right and this is me take it or leave it right yeah
0: yeah true and people
1: will leave it you know yeah (laughs) so so i just feel like um i i understand that you know what and i i also practice like a sense of individualism Mm. there's a uniqueness of how i dress as well But I still will not neglect the fact that, you know, I need to understand my audiences right. Like, what exactly are they like? How do I emulate that? Because that's also part of rapport building.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're on your own, that's what you just said, like take it or leave yeah. it and maybe customers yeah. will leave it. Right. Then, okay. You <laughs> just lose a potential customer. Um, But what you yeah. do is like you consult on a uh, enterprise or companies. Right. Yeah. And so, so is there like a certain expectation, like from the bosses also like what, what is the image or the brand of the company and that should be represented uh, represented, sorry, also by mm-hmm. uh, like the appearance the and of course also the communication that you're also doing
1: right uh, definitely so that's uh, that's what we call in, into employee branding so when we go into that right it's important to understand the company's sort of image and you know the perception that this company wants to have moving forward when any of their associates uh, meet their clients Because I think uh, what a lot of associates fail to understand, or even sometimes I realize company uh, senior management is that your associates are are a clear representation of your company. People always have a uh, judgment or or a a perception, you know, a misconceived perception of a company based on the associates itself first. So that's why it's so Mm -hmm. important. Now, when it comes to employee branding, um, unfortunately, I know some, I, I get a lot of resistance from associates, but... For me, the company's direction takes precedence, not your individualism. Mm -hmm. So when I train, I would train on that aspect. But, um, you know, I would still teach people on like, you know, how you can stand out. But that's not my main uh, priority when I teach them. It's more of like, how do you kind of um, conform to this particular uh, image as per what your company's direction is
0: okay and i understand Mm -hmm. Yeah, very interesting i i saw an interesting term that you used you use data-driven employee branding
1: yes
0: (laughs) can you can you tell me a little bit more because like i'm a a bit of a data guy right so what what do you mean by data-driven employee branding
1: i'm so glad you brought this up because i'm really um I'm, i'm really passionate about this i'm and i'm very proud of the fact that we also have this as part of our products. So um, just a bit of uh, background, when I was working in Alcon, one part of what I do is also uh, market research. We needed to understand what are some of the uh, experiences that the consumers are having with our products. So while I was doing this, I realized how important these kind of informations are. And so I used the same kind of concepts in my products. So um, I have a market research wing in my my business where before I suggest any kind of products to the company, I actually help them to run a market research to understand what are their consumers' expectations towards their company. Yeah,
0: and from those data,
1: yeah. So from those data points, I'm able to kind of gauge a better, more customized product or program for that matter Mm -hmm. for this company. Yeah, so that's that's something that I do.
0: It flows back, right? Like uh, yeah. basically what the customer expect- is expecting uh, goes via the brand and then the employee
1: branding also. Yeah, exactly. And I and I always share with people that, you know, data is so important when it comes to, you know, trainings, training or learning and development. Because if not, and I understand that a lot of companies do T&A, right, training needs analysis. But again, training needs analysis could also be coming from an assumption base, right? It's assumption by the uh, person in charge that this is the needs and requirements of their department but i think the best uh, data that you should be getting is from the you know the horse's mouth the consumer itself right what really do they want that's a mm. that's a better gauge of what you should be doing
0: understand yeah okay great yeah. Um let, let's um, uh, take one of the aspects, uh, the communication. We didn't talk too much about it uh, for okay. the moment, but let's take this as a as a last topic. Uh, my question would be how <clears throat> would you see like communication, changed over the past uh, 10 years where you did training? I, I know you didn't do training on communication first, but you still have like the idea about it. And maybe even during the time that you run your own company, how did the behaviors or the communications uh, behavior change over that that time?
1: Um, you mean to say like uh, the requirements of my my clients or
0: more like the style if you see something different if you consult differently now than at the beginning when it comes to communication
1: oh you mean like how i consult my clients in terms of my way of yeah definitely Mm. different um i think uh i I suppose my my personality is i'm very straightforward and uh, it could have worked well in my corporate job (laughs) but right now you know running my own business i think there's also a sense of like compromise that i need to also learn um, and also trying my best to see, uh, you know, the perspective of someone else. Because my truth might not be their truth, right? So mm-hmm. that's something that I am still learning. Yeah, yeah. As, as time goes by. <laughs> sure. But definitely much better.
0: Okay. And and what would you say, uh, what is the most common mm, No mistakes, maybe flaws or things you have to correct or advise on. But is there things like that, that you see a pattern that is like in every company and every, in every employee, in every person that you see is like, wow, you have to work on this one uh, first.
1: Mm, I think it's definitely mindset first. I know this sounds very cliche, but, um, I suppose, uh, I always feel um, really, you know, it, it's such a it's such a pity sometimes where companies don't realize the importance of image. You know, when it comes to uh, whatever training needs that they require in their, their organizations, um, unfortunately, branding is never the priority. It's something that they feel that they can go well without. So I always feel that, you know, the one thing that I first, uh, you know, when I have an initial conversation with people is, you know, to get them to change that mindset. Because I think that really is um, something so important in an organization.
0: So it's like basically a normal uh, change management process, I would say. Change your mindset first and um, well, then you can work on the other things.
1: Correct. Yeah. And I think also like having proper um, guidelines um, Mm. in organizations, I'm really surprised that a lot of organizations do not have such things. And then when they realize you know, example, let's talk about appearance. That's an easier thing to imagine, right? Um, if you don't have guidelines of like what really should be the case of people dressing to work, you and then you see a variety of people coming in, you know, creative, creative like attires, I mean, don't be surprised about it, right? Because people don't know what exactly is the guideline, right? Where is the line there? Yeah, so that's something I also noticed. A lot of organizations that uh, have come to me lack of such guidelines as well.
0: Yeah. I like I like the term creative attires.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really creative.
0: <laughs> I guess you have a lot of I stories think I to once tell seen about a guy. this. Yeah, yeah. Tell
1: yeah, me. I think I once seen a guy, and of course he 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 denies it. But I mean, I didn't call him out in the class, but I did like jokingly ask him during the break time. I I asked him like. I mean, just out of curiosity though, like, is this your pajamas? Like you can be really upfront with me, right? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, that, that particular organization had a smart, casual, flexy uh, dress code. So I was like, is this your pajamas? Because I feel it looks too comfortable, you know what I mean? And he's like, no, 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 this is athleisure. like, okay, but I'm really oh. sure it's pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ranuka, for, for sharing uh, all this uh, experience and stories um, and your knowledge about uh, ABC Appearance, Behavior and Communication. Maybe to, to yes. finalize, what, what, is the, what is your number one recommendation and absolute like no-go that everyone should just like, be careful or take care uh, nowadays?
1: Nowadays, okay, that's very that's, that's a very apt uh, question. I would say, make sure that there is consistency between your online and offline brand. Uh, because I think what, rea- what I realize now is that a lot of people look a certain way on social media. But mm-hmm. when you see them out of social media, it's an entirely different thing, right? So, I mean that <laughs> okay. that's not that's not great, yeah. So just make sure that you know there is such consistency. Like, make sure that it is translated in both ways. Okay. It's
0: something that
1: I would really want people to think about.
0: Sure. Great. Thank you so much. I really like that <laughs> uh, Consistencies between online and offline appearance. Right. That's what you said.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Great. Thank you so much, uh, Ranuka, for your time. Uh, I really me. appreciate that. Yeah, it's very nice talking to you. I uh, hope I can see you soon, like uh, somewhere um, offline, let's say.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> yes, see, definitely. And you can
0: judge my same appearance offline and online. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much okay. to the audience for watching that. I hope it was uh, helpful and insightful for you too. And then I see you next week for another episode of Pat's Chat. Thanks, and have a great day.
1: All right. Thanks, Pat. Bye.